definition of honesty is not just not lying. You know, these days people's experiences of honesty is so low that their expectations of more of it have gone way high. So in, in our research, what we found is that honesty is defined by truth, justice, and purpose. What that means is that you have to say the right thing, you have to do the right thing, and you have to say and do the right thing for the right reason. Hi, this is Coach Anda. Welcome to Leading Great Workplaces. In this series, I will be talking to successful leaders and other globally recognized coaches on how they were able to create a great working environment by helping people thrive in their role. Through the stories of success and failures, you will be able to gain insights that will inspire you to lead a great workplace and build successful teams. Hi, Ron. Hi, Anda. How are you? I'm good. So um, welcome to Great Leading Great Workplaces. I'm really happy to have you here. And we're on, in the same community together. So it's good that we were able to finally connect in this way. And um, It's a thrill. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, my first question for you is, uh, what do you think is a great workplace? How would you define that? You know, I think uh, for me, Anda, when I look at the faces of those in the workplace, and I, they, they tell me a story. They tell me, are these people who feel like they're doing their best work, that they, they, they can't wait to get there and stretch and grow and make their best contributions, that they collectively care about the same causes and the same outputs. So whether that's an impact on the world or on the community or on their customers, uh, but there's a common care there. Mm -hmm. So those are things I look for in a workplace. Mm -hmm. um, it's a, it's a people who, who, who are confident they're doing their best work, um, who feel like their contribution matters, Mm -hmm. And that there's a common care among them. Mm. And I think that's important when you have that common care, like a common um, sense of purpose also and what you're going for. Because um, I've always uh, told people also that work is an extension of who we are. And we have to be able to um, be with um, people and the environment with the values in place, to the things that matter us, to us. And you talked about how um, strengths are important as well, right? And I think if we can't go to work and be that extension of ourselves and we have to leave parts of ourselves home, that's when I think workplaces get into trouble. Yeah. It's more, than, it's more than just a diminished workplace or a place where people are less engaged. You really then are rife for trouble, right? You, you really are setting the stage for bigger challenges right. when people are having to dodge and maneuver and question people's motives, mm -hmm. um, question mm -hmm. their own motives. Mm. So I think, you know, those who are shaping the cultures of workplaces need to understand that purpose is not a fad. It's not just the current buzzword. It really is an essential engine of performance uh, and, and retention. You know, if we're all worried about the great resignation and people leaving the workplaces, companies that are passionate uh, and unleash the best in their people, they're not worried about people defecting at all. That's true. Yeah. I like what you said, though, earlier. You said something about a diminished workplace. So if, if people are not able to just... Um, connect with the environment that they're in at work, or they're not able to see it as extensions of ourselves, like we said earlier, and then it becomes a diminished workplace. Yeah, that, and that's a, that's a big word. And that's what companies should try avoiding. Well, I think that everybody gets data, right? So we all know the employees, this is about employee engagement, right? It's interesting, I see companies, one of my larger clients right now gets employee engagement scores in the 80s, right? Instead of the 60s. Mm -hmm. um, and yet when I look around the company and I see people, they're, they're passionate about a common cause, mm. but I don't know that I see people bringing their best selves to work. I don't, I still see people hiding. 
-hmm. I think that, you know, your employee engagement data is one indicator uh, of diminishment. Um, But look at your turnover. Look at, you know, um, look at how how well your retention is for your highest and best talent. Mm -hmm. Um, Just look at the meetings. When you sort of, if someone took a video camera without any sound, but just a video of any one of your meetings for an hour, Mm-hmm. And people watched it again. They didn't have sound. What would they see? That's a very good. Would they question. see people yeah. talking? Would they see people mm-hmm. engaged? Would they people see people on their phones mm-hmm. checked out? Would they people see people doing other things? Mm-hmm. That would tell you a lot about the the diminishment or not mm-hmm. of the, your workplace. Yeah, I love what you're saying about just taking that step back and looking at um, what's happening in workplace, like you're watching a movie. Because it's always good to see it as that. Because if you're too tied up in it or you're too caught up in it, um, you don't see those um, important things. So yeah, that's a well, very many, good question. And many leaders end up. Many leaders just will will assess the workplace by their own experience. So mm-hmm. if they're having a good day or having a, a, a positive experience, they assume everybody else is as well. And leaders have to be careful not to project onto the workplace mm-hmm. uh, the lens through which they see it, because that's dangerous and it's often uh, unreliable. Yeah, and I think the key word you use there is assumption, right? So if assume that everyone's okay just because you're okay. But especially now, you know, in this um, pandemic time, um, there's a lot of people who are also not okay. And if you're um, in the other side, just sure be happy, but then you're, you know, you also have to check where people are. And I think it's important to, to really meet them where they are, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Especially when we're virtual and there's a lot less data to get. I mean, you, you know, we read each other's faces. We're seeing people's homes. We're mm-hmm. seeing people's, you know, uh, their whole life now on display. Mm-hmm. And um, not everybody's comfortable, you know, not being okay mm-hmm. in front of others. And so it is important as leaders, you check in before you check on people. Yeah, I, th- I think that's very important. And I was just um, uh, also thinking about um, when you check in with people, do you have any tips also in meeting people where they are. I don't know if you've experienced that in, in when you see your clients or you, you practice it as well. So just curious about that. I think um, making your intentions known, right? Mm-hmm. That you care, that you know you're, you, you wanna make sure folks are okay and be supportive and helpful, um, not intrusive. Uh, so just being clear on that, saying to people, I'm just, I wanna check in and make sure you're okay. Um, and if you're not, I wanna know that as well. I'm, I don't presuppose that I have answers for you. I don't wanna make sure, sh- make you think that I'm here to fix you, but I just want to know how you are. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then listen and then be quiet and listen. And when you start hearing concerns or angst or misgivings, you know, don't pounce to reassure. Don't pounce to sort of tell people, no, it's going to be fine. Just let them be okay. Not being okay in your presence. That's more important. If they have a specific ask or you have a specific um, idea you can offer, ask permission. Say, would it be okay if I gave you my thoughts mm-hmm. on that? I don't want to presume that you're looking for help or support or answers. Uh, and I feel very honored that you were honest with me. Mm-hmm. So before I jump into solving anything, I want to make sure you're okay hearing it. Maybe this isn't a good time for that. Yeah. And just just check along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. It's the listening. It's um, really seeing if how it lands with the people that yep. you're talking to. And, you know, like, just to segue also, like, uh, I remember that you wrote a book this year. Was it th- That was this year, right? Yeah. Yeah, to be honest. And um, I was wondering how that would apply in, in situations like this, when we have these um, sometimes difficult conversations or 
or sometimes when, um, so, you know, like we have these masks and, you know, we're not really showing our true selves. That's, I'm wondering, how do you be more honest? And that's, a, that's difficult. A lot of people are just well, afraid of that. And I think, um, you know, the, the stage is set for that long before that conversation, right? So if the environment has already chosen to value or not value people's bringing their full voice, bringing their honest opinions and views, bringing their vulnerability, um, then they won't. Right? So there are certain things you as a leader can do in an individual relationship to, to set the stage, to make it safe enough for folks to um, sort of be open with you. Mm. But you have to look systemically, right? Does the organization, does the culture, do the systems and processes themselves actually shape honesty in people? Mm. Uh, are, there, are, are there things in place that are maybe unknowingly discouraging honesty mm. in your organization? And if you don't know that, you may wonder why, you know, even with the best of intentions, mm -hmm. you get silence in return. Yeah. Hmm. So it's also checking how, um, how the things you're doing at work, or even as a leader or as a company, are affecting the way people are behaving. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah. So, for example, one of the things we found in our research um, was people's experience of governance, right? People go into meetings uh, and they believe that the conversation that's happening in the room uh, is honest, meaning that the data they're seeing is not been spun in any way, that there's nobody with an agenda, mm -hmm. uh, that the data is honest about where things are, mm -hmm. uh, and that they believe that their voice is welcome, that they have an opportunity to dissent or disagree, mm -hmm. that, that they're free to offer an alternative point of view to what's in the room. Then you are three, and then you're three and a half times more likely. We have a visitor. <laughs> you're three, you're three and a half times more likely to have people tell the truth and behave fairly and serve yeah. a greater good. Yeah. But if people walk into those rooms and they think uh, it, the data is spun or that the decision that they tell you that you're there to make was already made yesterday and now the goal is to make it look like you're part of it. Yeah. Or if they think the last thing you want is my um, opposing point of view or my candid reaction to your, to your ideas, now people think it's not safe, right? So now you're three and a half times more likely to have people lie and cheat. Yeah, yeah, that's hard. And um, you're talking about rooms, you know, like uh, different kinds of rooms that you enter. So how do you now create that room, um, especially as a leader, you know, to, to create a room where people can be honest? And I, I get that a lot, you know, in, uh, in coaching as an executive coach. So a lot of people ask me, how do I connect with my team or how do I make them open up to me? I feel like they're not opening up to me enough or um, I, I don't understand them. So like, uh, do you have some tips on how to do that? Well, I think the, the, the first thing leaders need to do is, is role model it, right? So leaders need to be vulnerable. They need to sort of talk about their own shortcomings. They need mm -hmm. to talk about the things they're struggling with. Be honest about the places where you don't know the answer. Yeah. Um, let people see your humanity mm -hmm. uh, and show that you trust them with your imperfections, with your uncertainties. Um, with your weaknesses. Uh, that sets the stage. Um, and then the second thing I would say is let your intentions be known. Let people know that I really do value what you want, what you believe. And if I'm doing anything that keeps you from being honest with me, if, if you feel like I'm, I get defensive or I cut you off or that I'm going to get upset with what you tell me, please, please trust me and give me a chance. Um, and and, and the, at the very least, you could start with an anonymity, you can certainly start by just having people write down on an index card, you know, concerns, whatever, and pass them into a hat and pull them out of a hat. And that way, you know, 
at least people are starting to, you know, and then they'll, and then they'll watch how you react to mm-hmm. certain feedback or certain concerns, mm-hmm. whether they're about you personally or not. And if you do well, you know, over time, you can, you'll create that. I mean, you, you won't do it in obviously one minute, you, you know, or one conversation, but it takes time to create uh, an, an environment in which um, people will be free with you. But I would tell you, if you don't have people coming into you regularly, telling you things that make you uncomfortable, then you should be concerned because oh. that does mean you, that, that does mean your leadership is weak. Um, I, like that. I like that as, as an indicator. If people don't tell you things that are not comfort that they're not comfortable with, then maybe there's something missing, right? Or maybe there's even trust missing there. Well, there, I think there definitely is, Anda, because um, there are struggle. With, there are things going wrong in your organization on your team. There are problems. Yeah. Um, and so people are talking to somebody about them. They're certainly telling stories about you at dinner at night at their home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you don't know what stories they're telling, you should be concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they're not telling you the bad news, then who are they telling? Mm-hmm. And if you have not created a pathway for them to share concerns or thoughts or feedback mm-hmm. with you, then you should be worried because that's, that's critical data, critical information you're not getting access to, which mm-hmm. means the data you're making decisions on, the data you're shaping priorities with, the way you're allocating resources based on your assumptions is probably pretty flawed. Completely agree. I can completely agree with that because um, I see most, I see some leaders also getting stuck there where, um, you know, they, they, they lead from a distance and they just base it on assumptions. But the danger there is they're not working with the people on the ground, the people who are um, the team that's with them. And so um, that affects engagement and productivity and, you know, overall performance later on. And I yeah, think those things you mentioned are very, very important in creating that trust and communication. Yeah, wonderful. Yep. Um, I wanted to know also, Ron, like um, there's a lot of great traits of leaders out there. What do you think is one trait that um, leaders should have to be able to create a great workplace? Well, certainly the, the one on top of mind these days is honesty, <laughs> is, to, is to make sure. And, and, and um, definition of honesty is not just not lying. You know, these days, people's experiences of honesty is so low that their expectations of more of it have gone way high. So in, in our research, what we found is that honesty is defined by truth, justice, and purpose. What that means is that you have to say the right thing, you have to do the right thing, mm-hmm. and you have to say and do the right thing for the right reason. For the right reasons, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, truth, justice, and purpose. And that's the bar now. Yeah. And so, I, but, but leaders who do that, I mean, the, all the research showed us that leaders who lead that way organizations that are experienced that way reap great benefits because mm-hmm. the, their performance levels on any metric mm-hmm. far exceed those of their competitors, mm-hmm. uh, people's experience of their employment there. That's the place you walk into and you see passion on people's faces. You see energy, you see excitement, mm-hmm. you see dedication, you see sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, you see people getting up in the morning, excited to go there again. Yeah. So yeah. the honest workplace and the honest leader are the most trustworthy. And when you have the most trustworthy environments and leaders, you get the best performance out of people. Yeah, that makes sense because you're really developing a connection and a relationship with um, um, the teams and the organization when you um, act that way or you show up like that at work. That's so important. Yep. Um, yep. Just one more thing. I was wondering if, um, are, there, are there things that, um, that get in the way of, of being honest at the workplace? So, is there, is there, was there anything that came out in, in your study or talking to people what, that, um, that usually gets in the way of, of that? Well, there are quite a few things we found. 
certainly the one I mentioned before is governance. The other one that surprised us was your course functional relationships. Hmm. That, you know, who, who, ask yourself, who is your they? Who is the, the group or the team or the colleague in another department or across some other border of your organization that you struggle to get along with, that you struggle to work with, hmm. where collaboration is, is, hmm. is stymied? Hmm. Um, and ask yourself why, because what we found out is that when those, those um, relationships are broken, when the seams of your organization aren't stitched well, you're six times more likely to have people lie and cheat. Um, but when they're cohesive, when those seams, when there's a healthy place for conflict, when you are collaborating well across those borders, now you're six times more likely to have people tell the truth and behave fairly. Yeah. And so I think it's a question about, of which do you choose, right? Which six well, times? Think, of, think yeah. about which relationships you have in other parts of the organization that can be better and go start, go talk to those colleagues and ask them, how can you be a better colleague to them? How can you make that they part of your we? Nice. I think that's a great, simple question to ask. And it's about um, being others focused also and seeing how others are. Nice. Yep. Yeah. And thinking about others without othering them. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, wonderful. So I love what you shared today, Ron. It's a lot about, um, you know, being honest at work, um, knowing, um, walking the talk, but also seeing the impact that you have on others and, and knowing the reason why you're doing that. I think that's also so important. And I love the simplicity of the questions that you need to ask yourself, even the part where um, it's like watching, watching it like a movie. So it's a, it's a great way to just self-check because sometimes it's hard to look at things like that, or maybe people are just very busy. So I, I love I love that. I love those, um, those, those questions you just brought up today. Um, so before we end, I wanted to ask you if um, you wanted to um, talk about what you do and if people want to connect with you or buy your book, um, where can they get it? Yeah, so come visit us. Our website is navalent, N-A-V-A-L-E-N-T.com. We've got lots of great white papers and books, free eBooks you can download. We've got a great newsletter and blog. We've got lots of great videos. Um, so it's a treasure trove for leaders to come and develop themselves. So come visit us there. If you want to learn more about the book and the research, we have a TV series called Moments of Truth. We have a whole webinar series. You can come to tobehonest.net and find a whole bunch of information. And we also have an assessment tool called How Honest Is Your Team? So if you really want to know if you're getting the truth or not from your team, you can go take that assessment at tobehonest.net slash assessment. Um, and please follow me on LinkedIn. I love it. I love how you're just kind of rallying people, to be honest, you know, finding ways and different channels and mediums to be able to do that, not just from the book, but from shows or, or articles or other, other things that um, will help just people to think about that and, and not just think about it, but just do it, right? And just, yeah, yeah, yeah. wonderful. We can, all, we can all be better. We can all be better. I'll be better. That's right. Thank you so much, Ron. We learned so much from you today. And um, go check Ron out and follow him. And um, he'll be able to help you find ways to be honest in the workplace. Thanks so much, Anda. It was a pleasure to be with you. Yeah, thank you.